Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. Kevin Ash podcast, which means he's here too. There he is. Yo. Kev, we promised everybody with, with great excitement that the bunkhouse stampede was coming this week. And then something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon. God retired. Yeah. So I thought we thought it only fair that, that we've got to cover this extensively this week. So, just apologize up to the, anyone who's out there with taped fists, told you guys can listen with anything you want on. Come as you are to listen to the Bunkass Stampede. So a lot of cowboy boots, buckles, taped fists. You guys might be a little disappointed. I mean, you can certainly listen to the Vince McMahon segment, right, Kev? I mean, yeah, we just taped fists. Um. Never, you never, um, you never rubbed one out with a taped fist, did you? I would imagine the no. friction would be just. Well, it's never really a taped fist. I think, I, would, I think, uh, if, if I make uh, my recollection, I one time I, I like had injured myself and I had to take my tape my hand for like a, a couple weeks. But I know as a actual um, taping my fist for a reason. I think I taped my fist for the finger poker doom. Oh, good. <laughs> because I'd never take my so it would, look, it would give it that bunkhouse feeling, right? Yeah, just kind of take it away from them a little bit. I think if people noticed that, they they would have been a lot softer on the finger poke of doom if they knew yeah. that that was a a thing. Well, anyway, listen. Uh, feedback from last week continues to be great. The show continues to excel. Landrew Dice Clay, unless that's a capital I, that might be Andrew Dice Clay. He said, are we, are we in the UK fast enough for you now? And uh, if you take a look at this graphic, that's a UK number right there, Kev. All right. Number one in the UK thanks, in the thanks. sports category. Thanks, UK. So, uh, yes, Andrew. You did well. Joseph Walters weighed in, said that um, 
that kayfabe Sean impression of Cornette doing Hamlet had me pull over to laugh was freaking perfect. So now I think between the corny, the Jesse, uh, we have um, B. Arthur. Maybe someone can do an impression of that. We got that damn about Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson's in there too. The De Niro. We can do an animated series where they all move in together. We'll call it. Friends Independence or something like that. Although Corny's not that old, so that, that that's not really. He could be the neighbor that comes over, but everybody else um, do like a senior citizen. Could be like the Mister Roper, exactly. Yeah, or the the Larry. Was that the other guy, Larry, who would come in like the the neighbor, the neighbor guy, um, Matthew Reed. You guys are doing awesome. Thank you, Matthew. I was concerned. Uh, love the mix of banter and wrestling. The stick to wrestling crowd are giving off an awfully cunty vibe. Well, well. Cunty's an adjective, isn't it? That's Don't ask me. I, 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 I blow a quad. Yeah, I was giving you a chance to redeem yourself for God's sake. Nah, I don't want, I don't want it. You know, it, it's funny because... I speak fluent Czechoslovakian, and um, that's probably where the uh, a lot of my you know. Well, obviously, is. you were able to order a painting on commission because of right. your of your Czechoslovakian, right? Yeah. And it's, the thing is, is I, I get a lot of feedback on on my DM on my Twitter from a lot of the uh, coastal cities in Czechoslovakia and some in Yugoslavia, right? So uh, the coastal cities, yeah, yeah. Beautiful beaches. Jeff Nolan, I'll be honest. I kind of burnt out on wrestling podcasts, but knew anything with Big Kev was going to be good. I wasn't wrong on that. Oh, no, I was wrong on that. The show is not good, but effing great. It's more talk radio than talk wrestling. Thanks, Sean and Kev. Keep them coming. Brilliant stuff. Johnny Clare, that's either a Stone Cold doll with a wig or a Barbie with a goatee. Everyone referencing, of course, the... The doll, the action figure that last week made an appearance, um, the terrifying doll. Please get those uh, if you can and have Kevin sign them. Soon to be a collector's item. Bubba McKenzie, Charlize Theron, listening to the new episode of Click This. There she is. How dare you? That's a reference, of course, last week, Kev. You uh, you referenced her hooves. <coughs> I said that, yeah, you know what, but um, like I said, uh, I didn't take any points off. Mike, the media renaissance man, listening to it while leaving the hotel, and I'm happy that Nash spoke on DOA. I just found out he was in the movie a couple of weeks ago, and I get to hear a quick thought on it. Love the new podcast. Kid, you're going places. And Sean is the shoot goat. Uh, Anyone who was wondering what that is last week, we covered Kevin's extensive Hollywood career, and DOA was one of the films we discussed. Callie Bug, while doing my last chemo treatment... Uh, listening to click this while doing my last chemo treatment sounds like a good day to me. Next step is transplant tomorrow. Hashtag fuck cancer. You got that, Callie. We're with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now get out, sweetheart. We are with you. And Brian Kaufman, uh, um, coincidentally, wrote, uh, tweeted right after that. He said, listening to it while getting mine, too. Need a laugh getting it. Hang in there. So you both hang in there and let us know how it's going, okay? We will... Let our fans know. That's Callie Bug and uh, Brian Coffin. You must get the lot, Kevin. Someone comes up to you at a tough time, and they're like, you know, you're, you you got me through, uh, or you were a hero to me. That's gratifying. 
you know, I, when I was, uh, you know, when, you, when you're the, the, the champion of, of the WWE, uh, you do a lot of make-a-wishes. And I don't think there's anything. Uh, I remember one time we, we were in uh, we were Wilkes-Barre, and there was a young girl that, that was on the other side. It was one of those partition walls. And um, the guy came in from, from you know, the office and said, hey, he says, you know, there's a, there's a make-a-wish girl over here that wants to, to meet you. And I said, great. He goes, if you can, you know, just, you know, if you could do this in 15 minutes because they need you in interviews. And I looked at him, I said, I Ooh. said, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. I said, this girl wants, I'm, I'm her make-a-wish, and you're giving me a fucking time limit? I said, I'm going to go fuck yourself. So, unbeknownst to me, I walk over there, spend as much time as I, as, as I want to with her. And, uh, you know, she, she, and she ends up, you know, uh, passing. And her mother sent me the article, and they made reference to that. She had heard me basically tell the guy, you know, go fuck yourself, that I'll, I'll spend as much time as I want to with her. If, if I'm her wish, you know, her wish is my command, like, go fuck yourself. And that was one of those things where you say to yourself, like, girl was like 10. You know, mm. it's just like, sorry that you found out that I'm a little bit brazen, but at the same time, I'm glad that you appreciated the fact that I mean, it means it means a ton to guy, you know, somebody like Cena that's I think is has got the record now, like world record for the most. That, that is not an easy oh, um, thing to do, imagine. you know, when you go in there and especially when you follow up, you know, and they they go through three, four surgeries and they're down the the Ronald McDonald House in Orlando and the, they're out by the pool and they man they've lost another twenty pounds and. It's just like, but you got to try to put your, your game face on because, you know, they're counting on you to, to be there, be there as a part of their support system. First one, and, uh, first person that ever opened my eyes to that, Hulk Hogan wrote about it in his autobiography talking about, um, and it's just something I never considered that like that aspect of, I mean, the travel's hard enough, right? And then like mixed in with that, I mean, you know how the story's going to end for, for some of these folks and it's like, and I you think can't it, crack. I mean, I think the thing is too the that when you look when you looked at I mean, I looked at it always as an honor, you know, that I was put in that position, or I, or I had somebody that you know really, you know, thought enough of me to be the person that you know spoke to them. So, yeah, but I mean, you're human. I mean, you you it it must destroy you. I mean, you have it probably you had a young son at home. It's like you do that replacement in your mind, and it's it's impossible not to go there if you're a parent. I remember I was getting ready to go on the road. My wife and I were going to a, we were, the three of us were, were going to eat and I was going to catch a, a later flight. And, um, I noticed, um, my, my son was walking up the stairs in front of me. And I noticed a lump in the back of his knee and, um, I put my thumb on it. There was definitely something there. And of course, man, like I was just like, holy fucks. We took him immediately to the emergency room and Halifax hospital here in Daytona beach as a really good pediatrics. Uh, at that time they did fuck. This is 21 years ago. I don't know who the fuck they got there now. Yeah. But, uh, at that time they had a, a really renowned pediatrics guy and they real quickly did a cat scan, did a couple of things. And he said, ah, he says, it's a Baker cyst. It's nothing. And like, you know, go get on your flight. And, I did, you know, and there was not, no, no, you know, thank God there's nothing wrong with my kid, but it was one of those things where, man, I was just like, 
you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I, anyway, I'm, I'm pretty much agnostic. I mean, but I, I'm that, I'm that fucker that man that this, you know, I was brought up Methodist. So, you know, I'm washing my armpit and I feel a lump. Please, God, <laughs> don't take me. You know, I'm that motherfucker. Yeah, but oh, you fucking flat earthers! What the fuck is that? You know, that's right. Well, so I think that's... we're all there, though. I think I, I mean, if you if you kind of brought up with religion, um, and I was, you know, into my, uh, if you're brought up with religion, I mean, it's just like it's 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 there. It's, it's just part of your you know your socialization process. And uh, I remember when my when my dad died. Uh, that next Sunday, it was time to go to church, you know, and my brother and I had already polished our wingtips and had our little blue suits, you know, laying out. My mom walked in the back. She goes, what are you guys doing? I said, well, okay, go to, go to church. She says, no, there's no God. She wow. says, no, no, no God, no God would, would, would take uh, your father away from your three kids. There's, we're not going to church. Can we still watch Davy and Goliath? What? But <laughs> But uh, I remember yeah. that stop animation gimmick. Yeah, man, that made Ooh, that just gee, gee, Davey. <laughs> We're showing our age a little bit for anyone who doesn't know the, the Sunday morning uh, syndicated show. There are those benchmark things, you know that that make you feel old. Let's go through some of this right now, okay? Right. I saw a guy running yesterday, okay, and he was—I don't know—he's probably in his twenties or something. Like nobody looked twice. He's—he's—he. He, um, he had shorts on, he had shirt off. He, he wasn't like in insane jogging gear, but he was young enough to be running where no one thought there was something wrong somewhere. There is an age that you hit where if you ran down the street, I'm not talking about at the track at the park. If you ran down the street, people would look around and go, something is wrong. So what age is that? What age could you no longer run down the street it might be twelve. Not just, nowadays. Like, could could you run down the street now without people going? Oh shit! Something. Not with not with fucking everybody in this fucking state with no, a concealed that, weapon. Shit. That is true. Fuck that. Better light yourself on fire if you're going to run. So uh, how about uh, how about this one? My daughter pointed this out to me one time. I was belly aching about getting a new phone. I was holding onto the eight S until like this year, and. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that th- th- my date is not going to come over. And she laughed at me. And she, she's 16. She's like, oh my god, that is such an old guy thing. Like you're afraid to get a, a fucking phone because your shit's not going to come over. Do, do you relate to that at all, or, or are you okay? Like getting that new phone every two years, all the emails Dude, will be there, all the I, pictures will I, be there. I don't know what I have now. It's it's a, it's a Samsung Note. I I brought my old one in because it's just. It, it's just Basically, they told me if you, 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 you don't change your fucking phone out, you're just not going to have service. I brought like a Note 2 in. I think they're like on 14 or something now. I mean, I probably brought a brick, one of those bricks in. Yeah. yeah. I, go, I don't give a fuck. Zero fucks giving. Yeah. <laughs> so that one I used, I used your phone today. Uh, yeah. So that one you handed me, that's a new one. That's a maybe two years old. Okay. Impressive how big you could get the font too. By the way, that's I, I didn't think there were that many fucking yeah. black pixels in the gimmick, but that's yeah. that's amazing. No. No. Um, all right, how about this radio streaming or satellite? What do you have? In, in like in my my car in your vehicle? 
I got fucking a six CD changer in that motherfucker. <laughs> six, baby. Shit. In the trunk. It. Oh, in the dash at Mustang. Uh, not. So you don't listen to the radio? Uh, yeah, a little bit here and there, but. And it's broadcast radio. Or yeah, is it it's satellite? Like the, it's like, no, oh, it's like fucking the hog here. Or fucking there's a, there's a fucking, uh, there's a, a R&B station out of Orlando. Yeah, because that, that was another thing I was surprised that my wife was talking to somebody who was like in her fucking 20s or maybe 30 or something. And uh, she was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm waiting for, I'm, I'm getting satellite or whatever. Or my satellite was going in and out. And the, the salesperson kind of laughed. They're like, yeah, if you still do radio, yeah, you know, you could just stream, you know. And I guess, you know, that's another thing. That's another benchmark now for age, the radio. Yeah, but to me, it's just like, I'm the guy that goes to the gym and they say, hey, man, you want us to change music? And I'm like, what's on? I don't even, I don't pay fucking, like, if I'm doing shit, if I'm driving, I'm fucking driving. I'm talking to myself all the time. It's like that show you on Netflix. I'm talking yeah. to myself 24 seven. Right. You know, how am I oh. going to get rid of that fucking body in the trunk? Right. Yeah. Well, you got a little of the bipolarity going on. <laughs> um, greeting cards. That's another one. Greeting cards. Never. That fuck. It's. We have a, an ongoing, it's a standard in our family. If it's a Hallmark fucking uh, holiday, we do not at any time. There's no sweetest day, Valentine, none of that fucking shit. You got a birthday, you got Christmas, that's it. But you do birthday cards. Fuck no. Oh, you don't. Okay. So, hey, I mean, I'm going to give you a test, all right? You're just going to answer these questions, and I'm going to score you. I'm going to tell you where you are, all right, on. Is this how, how fucking old I am? Uh, yeah, let's say the gradient is like, I don't know, like for cultural reference, like Billie yeah. Eilish to like Michael Douglas, like who you think is cool. Like I, like Billie Eilish okay. is cool. Michael Douglas is cool. Okay. That'll be the gradient. So here we go. Ready? Okay. Um, verbiage. Do you turn up the music or raise the music or TV? Whatever you turn up the TV or raise. I turn it up. Turn. Style, right? Mm, kind of, uh, mm, 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 mm. Mark that. Okay, next. Uh, when's the last time you said dungarees? Never. Oh, that's good. Okay, we'll give you a point for that. <laughs> How about corduroy? When's the last time you referenced corduroy? Anytime you're in Canada, it's a national fucking, it's a national wardrobe. Uh, what, um, have you ever in your life had to stand up to change a channel? Fuck it, I was a remote control for six seasons. But then we only had two, four, seven, and and, and, and we had actually, because we lived in Detroit, we had Channel 9, which was Canadian broadcast. So we we got Hockey Night in Canada, so fucking suck on that. Do you have to, did you do the UHF dial gimmick? We, uh, we got uh, Channel 50 probably when I was maybe six or seven. And then we actually got Channel 62, which showed like the, uh, real horrible monster movies like the Godzillas oh. and, and Rodons and all, you know, that's great. Ghidras. Yeah. Um, do you, do you need to leave the cat? Did you, all right. I should say, have you ever left the captions on while watching uh, Netflix? No, no. Okay. How many of your high school girlfriends are dead? Came up with these when I couldn't sleep last night, as you might be able to tell. I have no idea. 
You don't know of any that uh, that you heard yeah. that passed. Okay. All right, I, I'm, I'm also one of the, I mean, I, like, I'm one of those people that just completely compartmentalizes their life. It's just, you know, like I have, I just got in contact with one of my, my best, best friends in high school was a guy named Jerry Bene. And Jerry and I just reconnected on, on he, he reached out to me and he had er, earlier in the year, he had taken a picture in front of my, uh, my house uh, that I grew up in. And it was like, I just, it was so sweet. It was so funny because I went, I went off to a Catholic school and my mom was just like, and, and Jerry had like really long hair in high school. And, uh, my, my mom in her head's like, I, I know that one of the guys from the team is picking up Kevin that lives here in, in town. I just hope it's not that long haired one. And fucking <laughs> lo and behold, here comes Jerry and his fucking Maverick. So, yeah. So we've, uh, we've read there. And like all my, like, uh, a lot of the guys that I went to high school with and then like their brothers and this whole great, they used to play uh football every Thanksgiving and they got all fucking got hurt and beat up. Now we're all in our sixties and now they're, I, I think they're going to do it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment. Every time they see it, blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A golf outing, but fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm like on the road for three days with, with, a, with a sign. I would have blown this fucking thing off because it's just like, you know, we're not getting any younger. I'd like to see my buddies, but uh, I'm going to next time I'm in town, I think when I, I I'm going to probably uh, pick a weekend. And uh, when the canvas comes out and uh, do some uh, some proper advertising, uh, making sure that the you got to do quality control on these fucking things if you're going to break it out. So mm. make, make sure that there's proper quality control on my product. And uh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Just hang out cool. with Jerry. Yeah, you should, you should have him call in. We can we can ask. We can get some good uh, young Nash stories. Uh, in addition to the ones we've gotten already involving the toilet tank and whatnot, we just want to both. We, we, we both, Jerry and I, both came to the conclusion that we both want to say, and I want to publicly say it to uh, to, to to Larry Janess, fuck you and thank you for ruining our senior year. He was my basketball coach my senior year. Uh, you don't get along with your basketball coaches. I'm not. I get along with fucking anybody. Can you identify these three people? Let's go. Uh, let's bring up the first one. Um, Fish, Abe, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. Fish, Vagoda. Okay, that's uh, that counts. Fish. Next one. Uh, Petty Duke. Mm-hmm. Very good. Last one. Lauren Green. All right. That's okay. You'll mark that down. Um, look, bananas. Look in the mirror and. Did you ever look in the mirror and see any Lauren Green or Abe Vigoda staring back at you? How's that for a question? I think I see Abe Vigoda's nose hair some, some mornings when I got to take that fucking weed whack and go deep into that motherfucker. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Could, Hopefully yeah. some company can come along and give us some male grooming products to help with those kind of things, Kev. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. Next I mean, couple of weeks. I, I, keep, I, I, I keep my shit coolioed up anyway, so. Twist it up. Girl, <laughs> um, ever attend a Pampiro Furpo match? Um, no, but watched him on TV. 
Okay. Actually, we were, I think we were in uh, New Orleans or someplace, and fucking, you know, Sean Waltman, man, he, that motherfucker knows. He's like a wrestling encyclopedia. And we're, we're walking out of the fucking, uh, and Harley was there, and Harley was in a wheelchair. We were we'd walking with Harley, and I think Scott was pushing Harley, and fucking kid goes, oh, my God. He goes, like, like what? He goes, right there, it's purple. And I was like, that's fucking purple? So he would of all people, right? Pac absolutely. Would, Pac, Pac would, know. Pac, Pac, Pac would fucking awesome. know. Um, was Bill Russell the greatest of all time? No. Chamberlain. Okay. Well, that's still okay. That's still going to count against you there. Um, name all three Pep Boys. The Pep Boys. I like got the commercial. The commercial. The Pep Boys. Bum, bum, um, bum, bum, bum. Suck names. a dick, swallow my balls, and eat my ass. Uh, that that the commercials, the animation on those commercials would have been much more interesting if it was those. No, it was Manny Moe yeah. Jack. Um, okay. Have you well, ever ever referenced the oops. Maytag Man? Um, no. Okay. Uh, have you ever accused a friend or a sibling of scratching your record? Now, if you really want to go back, I'd say, hey, man, you just fucked up my 45. 45 or a 33. <laughs> yeah. 45. Right, remember you used to have the round fucking carry case you take down the street to your of buddy's course. house? Yeah. I remember fucking Touch Me by the Doors was one of my hits. All right. Well, this puts you so on the scale from Billie Eilish to Michael Douglas. I'm, I'm sad to announce you're Bella Lugosi, for God's sake, with those answers. I don't give a fuck. Oh, boy. <clears throat> you know? <clears throat> Can't teach cool, baby. Doesn't matter what the fuck you know. I know Billie Eilish. You know, you didn't, you, you, about... you didn't ask me anything that would have if you if you would have put up three like current people and I would have got them, then I could have had like some cool factor come back in. But you just, I mean, fuck. Of course, I'm. I'm. I want. It was three channels on TV. Of course, it would have fucking Patty Duke, fucking right. Barney Miller, and uh, my, my, one Lauren of my best Green. one of my yeah. best friends on earth is uh, Adam Rodriguez. His father in law. Is uh, Wo- Wojo from Barney Miller? Yeah, that's dope. You know, uh, I I started this by saying I saw a guy running the other day, and and it was in person. I saw two people running recently: uh, Josh Hawley running down the hall, right, and then I saw the guy running on the street, which gave me the idea for the show. Did, did you see Josh running uh, this week, uh, Kev? Something tells me you did. Yeah, you know, I did see that. As a matter of fact, well, I, 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 I was I turned on Fox News to see of the you know I was wondering what was going on with the uh, the January sixth hearing, and for some reason, fucking Fox didn't have it on. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So I ended up over on MSNBC with my girl Rachel Mada. She's working in all black. And, uh, yeah, I saw it. I didn't know if he was running or what that was actually just some kind of result of toxic shock from his, uh, his tampon. It was kind of a skip, a skipping kind of. The only thing um, would have been better than that was maybe fucking like, I don't know, catching him with a big boot right before he got out of the screen. You know, the thing is, and for people who are going to say, oh, the one-sided, the political, anyone in that building should have been running. What I, makes the Hawley uh, significant 
is what happened three hours earlier when he was walking past Absolutely. the assembled crowd and he gave the uh, that tough guy fist of approval. And I found out to, later on he was a huge Diesel fan. He was trying to emulate my fucking, you know. It was the, the, the fucking yes. And I did said, you no. copyright that deal? Like I, Pat I Riley said, with the three people? I, I said young bitches could, could use it, so I guess he oh, fucking. You get in the pass. Yeah, he's, uh. he's in. How about that whole job? I mean, how about that hearing? This is beyond political because uh, it's a presentation of facts, really. And and that's why, honestly, that's why Fox isn't covering it because there's no way to spin it. Yeah. They normally they would cover it and just spin it in their direction, as networks do. I mean, there's spin on CNN, too. But but specifically to this. There's no. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just to me, it's like, 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 like there are different people that I'll put like a tweet out or something like that. And they're like, this is so one sided. How is it one sided when your family, your friends and your handpicked cabinet are fucking testifying and they're under oath and they're basically saying, well, yeah, you did sit there and watch fucking Fox TV and you did nothing until it looked like, okay, well, they're not going to overrun the Capitol, so I'll come out there. And but then you watch that fucking interview. Jesus, I mean, fuck, you, you're talking about a horrible promo guy. How's he in the Hall of Fame for fucking the WWE? Oh, the, uh, the outtakes you're talking yeah. about. The, uh, the <laughs> I don't, don't want to say uh, the last election. I don't want to say uh, I got a full fucking diaper on. Don't want to say fucking uh, my child was uh, artificially inseminated. So if anyone's got a sack here, right, and and the uh, and the um, and the January six hearings, let's say you're a Republican, you know, of uh, of sound mind, and and you're uh, you're realizing and not a good look for my party here, not something no. that I want to be involved with. I I need somebody to come in uh, and represent my party in the twenty twenty four. Who's who's got the shot? We were talking about DeSantis earlier today. Is, is you know, and then, and then I don't know because I, you know, I, I just saw a thing where there's white supremacists that were were at a rally and you know the swastikas and like there was no, you know, was I was basic, shocked by it was basically yes, brazen yes, it was. Stand stand back and stand by. Yeah. We've seen this fucking play out before. I'm like, dude, really? Like fucking. I think DeSantis will have to separate himself from the fact that it was that brazen is what surprised me. Not not that there are people of that ideology, but usually it, it's we, you look at January sixth, right? There's a different uniform. It's not the it's not the swastika and the, it it's it's cloaked in in maybe some uh, some some uh, uh, camouflage those type things, the armbands. But this picture that I saw that you showed me was at a DeSantis rally and it was swastika flags. So he's going to have to separate himself from that extremism. And this January 6th, I think for, for the thinking Republican is kind of a laundry list of what's going to have to be avoided. And Kensinger said it. And did you see his closing statement? Oh my God. He's I mean, really when good. he went into like the, I mean, it's, it's basically the truth, you know, it's like, and I felt shitty because I'd fall into the tribalism. You know, we all, we've, we've all kind of picked sides. We've all, 
And as much as you try not to, but my whole thing is, if, if, if I'm sitting there and I'm Donald Trump and motherfucking Sean Hannity is telling me, dude, fucking listen, I'm Sean. I mean, if Sean Hannity's telling you you're fucking up, dude, you're fucking up. Now, fucking the pillow guy says it. That's a different thing. But this is fucking Sean Hannity. I mean, there's times that I listen to Sean Hannity. And, if you know, especially when he used to have his radio show, when he wasn't just trying to fucking be the fucking spin doctor, uh, it would be like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, get, I, I see that point. Yeah. And I, I always try to see other people's points. But I'm sorry, man. Fucking a swastika. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just, there's, there's not finer people on each side. That's fucked up. That's fucked up because my whole thing is if you can take it back to fucking to, 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 to 1930 and not blink an eye, well, what fucking happens to fucking all the civil rights and all that shit? Cause that's in the fifties. So if we're going to take this shit back to the thirties, well, we can just fucking, you know, you skip over a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I watch, I, I watched the special on CNN, and they were talking to this 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 girl, and um, an actual lady, and she, and she was talking about, and she lived on a, uh, and one thing she was a Navajo, and she lived on a Navajo uh, reservation, and when she was taught, she was taught with with a with a uh, a history book that basically was like gave her like a page. Like they talked like a page about the Navajos and her whole life. She was just like, wow, like we're like, we get a fucking page like for, mm. for you know, and then because they're big, you know, and then they say, well, that's a critical race. And it's like, you know what? Just why is it? I grew up in Detroit. I knew nothing about black wall street until I watched HBO, the watchman. And I sat there with my wife, and I'm watching this fucking travesty go down. And I'm like, how the fuck? I grew up in Detroit. Is it like I grew up in fucking Greenwich, Connecticut? I grew up in fucking Detroit. So how the fuck do I not know this? And I Google it, and I'm looking at my wife, and I'm like, fuck, babe, this happened. And fucking HBO, I mean, and you're telling me that that should be about four. We don't teach it, we Fuck you. It's yeah. part of our country, man. Yeah, you, you got to learn the good and the bad about about your about your country. And uh, you know, you you played in Germany, so you know that there's really uh, severe. They have, they have uh, zero fucking tolerance over there for that. Fucking, right. You know, I was just going to say that. Uh, well, at least they did, because I think there's a fucking a, 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 a little thing going everywhere right now. But yeah, but I mean, they, they were able to uh, to make admissions and uh, and then correct and move forward and uh, you know certain 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 flags, keep, certain I symbols. Keep, yeah, I just keep hearing Michael Sipes in my head. It's the end of the world, and you know it, and I feel fine because I'm 63. Fuck it. I mean, I, what I got tops 20 years. Yeah. Listen, you're passing on a you're passing on a planet to your son who's in his twenties. They'll be grandkids someday, perhaps. You know, it's he's not that. He, he my, my son's like now. Nah, I mean, fuck this. He doesn't have to do it now, but there may come a time. He wants to pass on the Nash name. He wants to be. He he wants to fucking uh, be uh, 
Gary Boosie's kid on fucking contact and fucking puts the <laughs> puts the explosive on ben, on fucking Amazon motherfucking next rocket. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, listen, we went stiff on Josh Harley, so that brings us to the stiff one of the week. For God's sakes, um, every, every week we uh, we play a clip of Kev or someone talking about Kev going a little stiff. This week it's uh, the honky tonk man. Everyone's famous, uh, everyone's favorite Elvis impersonator, a very early star of the shoot genre, which I, of course, could thank him for. He has publicly said that we all should be thanking him for all of the uh, recorded wrestling programming now in the podcast and shoot interview world. Maybe he's right. I don't know. Cause for debate. Let's see. Let's see this week's uh, stiff one of the week. Honky Tonk. Said something one time. That sorry motherfucker. I'd shove this fucking thing right up his fucking cocksucking ass. He says one time, I was not a great champion. Hey, Nash, what you, you motherfucker, you couldn't even sell the garden out and you were the world's champion. I sold the fucking garden out eight fucking times. Eight times is not a lot. Bruno sold it out a whole bunch more. So did Hogan. How many times you sell a garden out, Nash? How many fucking times did you sell out Boston, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, Toronto, Miami, San Francisco, San Diego, L.A.? How many fucking times? Hard places to sell out, Salt Lake City. I've been everywhere, yeah. What's the source of... Denver, Colorado. None. Not a fucking time. I will put my record... I'll put my gate receipts against your lazy ass any fucking day of the week. Thank Fuck you. you. What's the source of that? Is of that heat? Was there ever a personal exchange? I never, even, I never even met the fucking right. guy. I never even saw him. He done some shit on the internet. He was defending uh, Ric Flair, or Jeff Jarrett, or somebody. I don't uh, know whose dick he was. So it's my voice. So that must I, have been I, you I, shoot. So I, so I, I guess um, never met me before. But he was. So I, I, I have to say this, and I, I'm not going to say anything negative about him because. For somebody I never met, he came and worked a match when I worked. A, I had a pediatric AIDS uh, event in downtown Phoenix, and uh, he came and and worked a, a match on, on my on my card. Didn't I didn't ask? He just showed up. He lived he lived in Phoenix, and um, so uh, I have nothing. You know what? I have nothing. He can say whatever he wants. I don't think he could get that belt up my ass because I'm absolutely a power top. And, uh, you know, it was actually so. uh, a Gatorade bottle filled with vodka that night. I remember the night. Yeah. That's what was going up your ass, by the way. You know, it's a funny thing, though. You know, they say saying. that's a quick absorption through the small intestines. That's the way to get high, right? Stick it up your ass. Um, Little wine enema that a, that a hippie chick taught me in college. I sold out the garden. That phrase, he's not the only one uh, that I've heard talk this way. Um, does one person ever sell anything out? Maybe with the exception of Bruno. You know, Bruno, top of the card. You, you went to see Bruno. But after Bruno. Yeah, but if Bruno, I mean, if Bruno doesn't have an opponent, do you really fucking, are you going to go? Drop, I don't know what a ticket was back okay, then. Okay, good dollar, point. Dollar thirty-five. Right. Um, whatever the fuck it is, but I mean, it was funny last night they were talking about Madison Garden. Uh, the last the last Raw I watched, I should say, they were talking about Madison Garden. They were talking about you know 
how these, you know, they were talking about Roman Reigns and how, you know, he's been the champion for, I think, 700 days or whatever. I'm thinking, wasn't Bruno the champion for like fucking 73 years? It was, uh, the first run was like 63 to, uh, people get on me here, 63 to, to 70. And then it was, uh, then a shorter one, 70 something. It was a total of, I think, maybe. I don't know, eight years, ten years. I, sh- I should know this. I did a show with Bruno, but you know, yeah, he's a fifty. He still, I mean, he still looks like he can fucking go. Um, now, but see now, Hogan, you probably could have put now, Hogan, H- Hogan in the ring with H- a chair, and people H- would have come. H- Hogan, fucking absolutely. I'm sorry, but fucking like you with the IC belt, with, with the, you were never on top in the guard. You just weren't, fucking. Like, you might have been last match because fucking Hulk, when he was the champion, went on fourth. So he get the fuck out of there, mm. you know? Right. But that doesn't mean it's your house. All right. That was a stiff one of the week. Uh, it's time for Florida Man or Jersey Guy. Two stories, two states. Um, and uh, you're going to tell me who was the Florida guy, uh, Florida man who was the Jersey guy. Okay, first item. Man dressed in bull costume attempts to burn down house with ragu sauce. I just read them, folks. Man dressed in bull costume attempts to burn down house with ragu sauce as the accelerant to the fire. Uh, Second one, doctor who ejaculated on patient gets two years in prison. Seems a little stiff. Um, I've always got to go with the bestiality with Florida. I can see some fucking some 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 fucking wise guy from Jersey fucking squirt one off on somebody. Oh, sorry, baby. It's the way it goes. Would you like to come up into my house and see my bird? Well, you're correct. Uh, uh. A man dressed in the bull costume. Um, let's see. Let's see who this was. Where's the story? Uh, Florida. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And one dressed in bull in a bull onesie attempts Ooh. to burn down a house with ragu sauce. There are the two winners. Um, uh, two Florida men caught with their hands in the pasta jar after they used ragu sauce to try and burn down a home they robbed last week. Derek Irving, 36, and John Silva arrested after breaking into a D-Land home, stealing a flat-screen TV, air-conditioning wall unit, and then uh, trying to burn the joint down with some ragu sauce. Yeah, and also finding five grams of mushrooms that they fucking ingested before they got the ragu. <laughs> but they, they must have went in in the bull costume, though, too. That, that, w- that was before the uh, mushrooms. Yeah. Doctor who ejaculated on patient. This is um Oh uh, is that the Miz? That's <laughs> it is a little Miz like. <laughs> just 
Kid Mike. Sorry, Ms. Montclair, New Jersey, former emergency room doctor at Mount Sinai. Now, Mount Sinai is in New York, but he was a New Jersey doctor. Sentenced to two years for sexually abusing four female patients. He should have just written a check. I think $12 million would have covered four women. In one instance, drugging... Don't a, be fucking putting fucking a patient with defenseless fucking ER doctor. Ejaculating. Do you ever wake up with anything sticky on you at the dentist? I don't know how. No. This is. I mean, there had to be a process of someone going home and going, "Wait, what? What is this? What? What? What is this? What? The fucking smells like bleach. You fucking better. I mean, I'd throw the fucking flag right there. Yeah, I know, but who? Um, who goes there first? Who doesn't go? Oh, this is something in the anesthesia that got on my face or whatever. Anyway, uh, he. It, it was. Spit. It was spit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mr. Uh, Dr. Newman said that what I did was awful and disgusting, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'll pull it, I'll put it, in, I'll put it in my memory and get off to it the rest of my fucking life. You two years. Fucking sick freak. You'd figure it should be more than two years, right? I mean, I don't think this guy should be running around. Yeah, but Maybe two years, and then if you, sooner or later word gets around what what you did, that's a long two years. That's true. That that, that reputation. So you were, yeah, you follow. were tossing off by that. Oh, okay, motherfucker. Going to follow like Doctor Newman a that, little that, bit. That motherfucker woke up and looked like looked like fucking uh, coming out of the womb, probably. You know, uh, it's it's uh, it is time to talk trivia for a minute, Kev. Because if you're a fan of professional wrestling, and I'm assuming everyone listening is, because they're listening to a wrestling podcast for God's sakes. But whether you're a fan of companies today, or if you were glued to your TV on Monday nights watching my friend Kevin Nash here, um, you know we have the perfect free mobile game for you, available on Android's Google Play and in Apple's App Store. It's called Ultimate Wrestling Trivia. Feel the flood of memories come rushing back as you test your knowledge on all. All things from the world of professional wrestling by playing Ultimate Wrestling Trivia. You're not alone in this quest. Um, they have enlisted the help of more than 30 of their uh, more famous friends to come and ask some of the questions and cheer you on. They'll celebrate when you answer a question correctly or bust your chops when you get one wrong. Maybe you can gig, you could blade. Maybe if you get one wrong, turn it into a game with your friends. But don't do that though; you'll, you'll hurt. So you use use uh, use fake blood. Uh, the game has multiple world champions, including Hall of Famers such as Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, Jerry the King Lawler. You could download Ultimate Wrestling Trivia today and see where you stack up against the competition on the leaderboard. Search Ultimate Wrestling Trivia in the App Store for Apple or Google Play Store, and. Uh, or you can just go to the website, ultimatewrestlingtrivia.com, for more info. If you like trivia, you're going to love this game. It's free mobile game, 10,000 questions. Okay, guys, you're not going to get repeat questions. 650 video questions, 30 wrestlers, legends, including Natch. Find out who knows more wrestling trivia between you and your friends when you all play. You can even join a faction. Recreate the uh, NWO with your friends there and play Ultimate Wrestling Trivia. To download, just search Ultimate Wrestling Trivia on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Go to UltimateWrestlingTrivia.com for more info. Thank you, Ultimate Wrestling Trivia. What was Lauren Green's first gimmick? Think about it. Come back. I'm going to say Oz. (laughs) 
If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. All right, back to click this, the Kevin Nash podcast. Um, well, it was all the it was all over the news. This the last couple of weeks was the Vince thing. We didn't cover it initially, but now you know Vince is gone. So this is kind of a um, this is a moment in wrestling history uh, with with a bit of a stain, but uh, a moment nevertheless. I'm not going to spend time on the news part of it, but um, just anyone who doesn't know. Um, the Wall Street Journal was the first uh, to break the story that there were uh, $12 million in payments reportedly not from company coffers but from Vince's um, uh, account or his personal funds. And uh, it was uh, hush money for women. Um. The first announcement that came out was the uh, $3 million to a former employee who we had an affair with. And I think there was one of 7.5 was to uh, – when was a former wrestler? Oh, not former performer, right? I, wanna, I don't want to get that wrong, who I think left in 2005. And um, so as a result of that, he stepped away. And uh, the, the latest as of this morning uh, – reported that the the uh, company 8k stated that McMahon's separation was a resignation and that he authorized 14.6 million total in payments um and it was not recorded on WWE statements they're going to uh, the company said today they're going to revise the books for 2019 through 2021 to reflect to account for these authorized expenses, which again is supposed to have come from McMahon's personal funds. I don't, so, know, I don't understand how the company has to revise its books and its Vince's money. I don't know if it, if it was in the form of a, of a, 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 a stock cash out maybe, or, or th- th- there weren't many details other than they were going to quote, well, if, it's adjust if, the it's, books. if it's Vince's stocks and it's fucking his, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know all the requirements for the. Uh, I guess if I was a Republican, I'd say it's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. <laughs> Listen, the the stock price was largely unaffected, which I didn't anticipate. To be honest with you, I did hear a lot of people when this first happened. Kev, I know you heard the same thing. People were like, well, you know, it's wrestling. No one's going to take it seriously. But it's still. It's still a publicly traded company that people have money invested in. So I thought it would be different. But the stock price was largely unaffected. And we talked today that the street is bullish on the stock over the next year. I think yeah, they're, they're projecching 98. Yeah, top out of 98. I bought I bought shares yesterday. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. But when you see this kind of scandal, this this kind of uh, what encompasses scandal, this kind of behavior in corporate America usually has a deleterious effect on the uh, the investment. But it doesn't seem to be happening this time. Is it because it's wrestling? You know, I, to me, it's it, there's there's so many people that have are, are like, well, there, of course, there's you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, there's more, and you know, I I, I don't know, you know, um, to me, if you um, if you have some uh, some affairs, and you know, I go with the Charlie Sheen thing, and I mean, I mean, this isn't you know. Uh, People always, you know, when when, when the Heidi Fleiss thing came out, and you know, they, everybody jumped on Sheen's throat, and like Charlie, why, why, why are you paying for you know for the prostitution? He's like, I'm not paying for the prostitution. He said, I'm paying to tell him to get the fuck out of my house. And, you know, Fitz had these affairs, and maybe it was time that you know he wasn't, you know. Something didn't work out. He just didn't want it to get out. So he, you know, he, he, instead of it becoming a situation where it was sour grapes, and he wanted to break something off, he, you know, a, a, a person of that stature's. My whole thing is like, I don't see. I haven't seen anything um, with sexual impropriety, or you know, where he's you know forced himself on somebody. Or I haven't. No, seen, that was he, never. They never. I don't. Right, I I've don't never, think. I've, I, I just haven't, ever, and I and I I, I, I researched it the best I could, and the, and the, you know, the, and I didn't I didn't see anything. So, I mean, is is it something I would want on my resume? No, but but you see, here's the thing, though, and I saw Jericho on a show called. I always want to give credit to. Yeah, the people who work hard to produce shows. True Jordy Extra, it was called. And um, and Jericho's position was kind of like, ah, the, you know, the wrestling fans aren't going to care. And, and he went to the whole, um, he contrasted it to the Weinstein thing, wherein Harvey Weinstein, I think, was explicit in his uh, withholding parts from women who were not compliant to put that action in their mouth, fate worse than death. Um, But here's the, it it is different, but it's the same. And here's why, because there is a de facto power play in effect. When you have control over somebody's future livelihood, these women may have had kids, they need the job. So when you are the boss and the fucking CEO of a publicly traded company, there is a de facto implicit power play at work. Um, these women did not cave by going by because they they fell in love with Vince McMahon. I, I don't think maybe they all did. Who knows? But I don't think that's why they went to bed with Vince. I would probably put my money on the fact that it was because he was a man of power. A and B, he held the key to their future. And that's where it is similar to a situation. Listen, but, 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 good, please. I look at it this way. I, I, I had a, uh, a job um, 
with a, uh, with a company. And my boss was a female. And we did, we went to, uh, on, on the road and did a, uh, a business, uh, situation. And it was some training and everything else. And we, you know, was this a wrestling company? No, no. Oh, this was back. I, I was going to get a no. Dixie exclusive here. All right. No, Go ahead. no, no. And, um, it was, I mean, it was very forward that my job with that, that weekend was to service her. You know, which I mean, I didn't do, and I ended up, you know, not working there much longer, and it, and I got fired. I got fired by the the, the plant. I was a statistical process control analysis person, and I did SBC, and I was basically working for Ford at the time. But I was, uh, you know, I would if a car didn't meet the standards, and I would, you know, I'd, I'd tag it. So, so, but she never said, if you don't tag this, uh, you're not going to have a job anymore. It was, she it, was never explicit like that. I mean, no, but it, it, it turned around that all of a sudden I was pressured. Right. Basically out of a job. Right. So it doesn't have to be the Harvey Weinstein situation to no, be. No, but, but my whole thing wrong. is if I wanted, if I wanted to, uh, get a raise or do whatever I want, I mean, you know, the opportunity was there. I could have made a play. You know, I just didn't feel that I needed to. So I, it's the the fact that I, I'm. You know what fascinates me too? The paperwork, like the, what they had to sign. Like, did, is there is there a file like just on the computer that they could print one out when one is needed? Is there a stack in the office? Like, here's here's some copyright applications. Here's some applications for vacation. Here's the the forms not to talk if you have dropping, sex with anyone. Dropping fucking seven point five to somebody. I mean, fuck. There's guys that you know that have been on top of this business <laughs> didn't make anywhere fucking near that. <laughs> A way they could have, which has been un- unearthed. <laughs> But uh, yeah. you know, it, it's um, there's a there's a there's a moral and ethical play here. So uh, just answering those that say, "Well, it's nothing illegal, nothing," you know, it wasn't a rape situation. It wasn't expressed. It doesn't have to be to be wrong. And I think it was correct for him to step away. And I think the company will properly distance themselves. From it and not allow that, the thank you Vince chance maybe what do you what, what, I mean I thought I thought that they they did as little as possible on SmackDown you know I mean there was no, it wasn't like a a, a send off package for Vince mm-hmm. and um, I think that for somebody that's that's basically when you think of wrestling you think of, of Vince McMahon. Or a, a something that came from you know, you know, from from his uh, his company, and um, he he was wrestling. Um, but at the same point, you know, it's like when Steinbrenner was no longer you know associated with the Yankees. You know, this, the, the Yankees are still the Yankees, and the WWE will still be the WWE. I, I think. In, in all honesty, I think that uh, they're in a better situation than they were with uh, Paul Levesque, uh, Triple H being uh, in charge of creative. I think that uh, 
that Nick Khan had um, aspirations. I think that when he first got there, I think he had aspirations uh, to either be uh, in charge of a network or in charge of a production company. And now, you know, he's got both of those. He's got a production company and he's got, I mean, he's got film, he's got you know, streaming. So I think that, that, that they've got the right person in that CEO spot. And then they've got stuff in the other one, uh, the co-CEOs. And I think you put, you put, uh, I call him, I mean, he's Paul to me cause he's a close a dear friend of mine, but you know, you put the magic that he has and the creative mind that he has, um, I just think that uh, moving forward, I think it's going to be a dynamic that that, that does take this company uh, up up and forward. Um, where is so, that next level, though, Kev? Where is that next? Level? You know, I have to call him Triple H because I don't know him. You can call him Paul. I'm going to call him Triple H. Where? What do you think is going to happen? You you know him. You know his likes and dislikes. You know how he sees the business, having spent so much time personally with him and professionally working with and coming up with stuff with him. What do you think WWE 2025 will look like as compared to maybe 2015? Right. Uh, I think one of the problems that, that, that the company has right now is that Raw is three hours long. I thought that was the demise of Nitro is when we went three hours. Um, three hours is too long. It's asking uh, your fan base every Monday to watch fucking Titanic or Avatar. It's just too fucking long. I would love to see um, a breakaway of Raw and have Raw be a uh, a mature, an M-rated show and be played Friday nights, um, maybe on FX. I, I don't know where you know they, they can get a deal with, uh, but where they could, you know, I, I, I'm so tired of seeing guys say, you know, I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> and you drive by a fucking uh, a, a bus stop with third graders. The guy's like, hey, you fucking cocksucker, I'll kick you in the fucking dick. And those are third graders. Like, who, what What planet are we living on here where it's just like, oh, no, it needs to be. Yeah, right. So you'd clear raw of, of, of any censorship where um, where you could I'm use sure, bad language. I'm sure that I, I, I just watched uh, Jeff Bridges and the old man. And you know, they say fuck and they have sex, and you know, I mean, I mean, it, it's it, it's not you know, it's it, it's not graphic, but it's graphic enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Animal Kingdom on uh, yeah on, on TBS is is is, is graphic. Um, I think that there's, I think that that's you need something for that audience, and then take NXT, which you've already once they got fucking behind Paul's back, turned it into Nickelodeon. Have that be the Saturday fucking show for the kids. You know, I mean, to me, the worst thing you can do to a small arena is overproduce it and over fucking light it and show exactly, you know, how, how, how small the arena is. So like the NXT shows you're talking about. In, yeah, in, I, I in would, because they used to, used to have like a fight club feel, right. you know, and it was, that was not fucking show. That was a show I watched. It wasn't because my buddy fucking booked it. It was because I that was a show I enjoyed. And um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, how how could you handle, like, pay-per-views, let's say, if you had that dual track? You had Raw, 
which was Friday nights, uncensored, edgy angles. And then you had a more sanitized NXT product. What happens on pay-per-view? Can they cross shows? Yeah, or Yeah, because now, it's, now you're talking, we go back to MMA. Yeah, we go back to, you know, it's to, to, to an MMA. It, it, it's just, a, it's about, you know, ring work. It's about, you know, that's the one thing that I've always said that, you know, people say sooner or later pro wrestling will die. And I'd be like, no, because there's so many times in my life that I have paid, you know, nowadays it's, you know, 111 bucks by the time you get high depth <laughs> and everything else, you know, it's fucking sperm sample and a, and a fucking poop smear. But, uh, you know, for, for, for me, it's like, I know that, you know, Lesnar and Reigns aren't going to go fucking 30 seconds mm. in SummerSlam. I know that for a fact. So I mean, you're, you're and, and when it's do, when it's done well, you know, it, it, and it's done right and it's shot well and shot right, it's fucking it's it's magic. Now, of course, uh, another news item over the last couple of weeks was the WWE, uh, the program Raw, going to TVMA. Uh, oh no, no TV. Uh, what did they go to? They go to MA. They went to. PG. 14, right? 14, that's what it's called now. Yeah, yeah Again, sign of age. There was just three fucking ratings back in the day. I'd go back so, to 11 soft, but 14, <laughs> if that's all they can get, fucking, you know. 14 ripping, baby. So a, a deliberate move, just something they had to do because the product was getting edgier, or, or is this something you think Triple H uh, was – well, I was actually pr probably – in discussion before this, if it was deliberate, so it would have been Vince and Triple H talking about a more edgy direction for the company. Yeah, I, I think it has to be. You know, I think I think that's what uh, when you, you know when you, you go back to the Attitude Era, and people will come up to you know guys that were in that era, and they'll say, you know, you know what, I watched the show, and it's just not, it, guess what? Of course, it's not the same show. Because there's nobody pulling a, a hand out of some woman's vagina that's 90 years old on today's show. So, you know, what we got away with in the 90s uh, and, and what they can get away with now, especially under the guise of, of PG, I mean, fuck. So, Well, that's an interesting point because you have to – what you're taking into account now is like – the sensitivity, the cancel culture, and the sensitivity of the viewer. There's the stuff on television now is much more explicit uh, than it ever was. However, there's certain subjects that you couldn't broach, right, on television today. I don't you, know how the hand. How would the May Young hand play? Do you think that would be okay? To, you could probably we'll do see, it in a movie, a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do it. Tarantino could get away with it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, the thing that, that really is just, I, I don't understand why so many people that have made a living off sitting underneath the Vince McMahon apple tree and waiting for that golden apple to fall in their fucking hands, how many of those people were just so fucking just, oh, right, yeah, the, the fucking... Once again, you know, the fall of the Roman Empire. And it's just like, what a bunch of fucking pieces of shit, you know? Well, if you listened this week to different podcasts, different commentators. Oh, I did. <laughs> you did, I huh? did. Fuck yeah, I did. So and some folks a lot that work there lot of, at once. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of mother, a lot of, just a lot of the motherfuckers, man. It's just like, 
I don't know. When when we when when I spent my uh, I was the champion for a year, and and Vince handpicked me, and we spent a lot of time together, and we became uh, I, I I've always considered Vince a, a friend of mine, and um and, and also like a father figure. I mean, he was you know, but at the same time, I was green as fuck, and he had my folder. And there were times you know, like when he said, like, we're going to do this thing where you're going to sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is fucking, this is the shits, but I'm going to do it because it's Vince McMahon. And then you realize he doesn't fucking know everything. Mm. You know, he doesn't know everything. That's why, you know, I've always said to this day, if you, if, if you ask Vince McMahon what the, what, the, what the people want, he thinks they want a fucking white meat baby face in the fucking corner after a fucking match. Waving the American flag, not fucking stolen cold, fucking drinking beer and fucking flipping people off. And that was the whole thing is when, when, when the shit fucking, when, when, when they took off, it was, it, it was, it was that, uh, that formula that they just finally tuned from what the NWO did, this did, this did, this did, then they took it and, 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 you know, Steve fucking, Steve was the perfect guy. For the, yeah. for the right time, right place, perfect. How much do you guy. credit? How much do you credit Vince Russo with that change in programming? I wasn't there, so I don't. I don't. I mean, I know that like you know he gets a he gets a fucking everybody fucking hates Russo. You know, I don't. Hate like, I don't either. I, I, I there's a lot of times I when he he would always say like nobody gives a fuck about work rate, like, and it's the truth, man. Like. When it comes down to the, the purest are the guys that fucking give a shit about work rate. People fucking come up to me and they'll fucking say, man, you were my favorite when I was a kid. I used to just love when you fucking moved around your tassels. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? I, I liked you with the blonde hair. I thought that was a good, good look. Not bullhead motherfucking man. There were times out there where I thought you were Danny Gable. Yeah, no, I get that. And writing TV at the time, going back to that era, you had Raw, you had SmackDown. What was the Saturday show called? V Velocity? Uh, what the hell? They had a couple that Heat. Well, there was Heat, Sunday Night Heat. Sunday Night Heat. There was the Saturday one. There was like 12 hours of wrestling or 10 hours that yeah. had to be written every week. I don't know That's if people a, understand what writing 10 hours a week. Especially, like, I, and I've said this many a time, like, you know. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. We would write a three-hour nitro and then follow with a two-hour thunder. Mm -hmm. Then you had to write the next nitro to put the because we're taping back to back thunders so we were t taping a three hour nitro four hours of thunder and then it, and it, if somebody got hurt in between there you were just fucked because it didn't yeah. match and i mean it was it was it was a clusterfuck you know you, you had to know the following week's 
thunder to shoot it, which meant you had to know what happened Monday night. Monday night, which would be live and would yes. happen. So you yet. had to book. Yeah. You had to book ten hours. Yeah. So, uh, so to that point, let's talk about Triple H for another minute here. Now he has to, as I think today was the announcement, he took over creative officially, right? Uh, in addition to his other duties. Why isn't this what he was doing before with Vince? I mean, to, to say he had no creative input would be naive. Yes. I, I don't think that, uh, especially towards, uh, I mean, before, before anything happened with his health, I think that, uh, that Paul kind of pulled back and, uh, focused on NXT and because it was just, I have been, you know, Vince will fucking not have the show done. Uh, I, I remember when I was working with CM Punk and Phil and I would just be sitting there and of course my, it, was, it didn't affect me because they had, they gave me no fucking verbiage, but fucking Phil had, you know, Phil, they made Phil fucking, you know, they want, and they, they wanted him to, they, he, he could go off point, but they wanted, you know, the, the, the basic bullets. And, um, we just look at each other, man. We like fucking the the the, the pyro's starting, and we don't even have fucking. And he's like, "I oh, see you out there, so I'll see you out there." Like, so it was that unstructured. Uh, it, it just Vince just never, you know. I I think that right now, one thing that guarantee one thing that happened um, this Monday was that it was you know people knew what they but probably by probably by five o'clock people had a a concrete idea exactly what was going to fucking happen in the garden, which I had, you know, it was, it was such a, to me, it was like, because I, I was excited because a, you know, Paul was, was, uh, in, in, in charge of creative. Uh, and then when they, when they opened up, man, and the, the fucking, I think it's called the 16 camera. It's that fucking nail, you know, that, that, that beauty shot of fucking, wow. yeah. It, I mean, it looked like, Game seven of, you know, the Knicks' wildest dream of fucking having a, you know, championship team back in the garden. It was just so, and it, and it was like, and on top of the man, it's a fucking garden. You know, like that's, that's their home, that's their backyard, that's their home court. And the, for those people that, I mean, they were rabid, it was, it was you know, I, and there was, there was, I mean, just the, the fact that the, you know, when Theory came out and fucking Reigns looked at him and said, your daddy's gone, boy. Hmm. You know, so, I mean, they made reference to it. It wasn't like, you know, the, the, the fucking elephant in the room type thing. So they made reference to it. Are we going to see Shane again? I don't know. What are you I, hearing? I, I, you hearing as anything? A, as a stockholder, I'd say watch and uh, stay tuned. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, you know, Paul, Paul and I, 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 all I, did, I sent him a text and I basically just said, congratulations. I said, you know, this is, this is, I said, it's wonderful. I said, you know, the, the business could be in better hands than you and Stephanie. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, what magic you guys do on your blank canvas. Mm. Not that canvas from Czechoslovakia, but a blank canvas put Please, directly Bulgaria. for Bulgaria. You say tomato, um, I say Czechoslovakia. Does um, what 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 were Shane's strengths? What what would he be good at if Shane McMahon came back? Unbelievable fucking shoe game, tennis <laughs> shoe fucking. Uh no, he's he's fucking Shane's always been fucking. He's been a, he's a hip motherfucker, man. Shane's uh, he he ain't gonna fucking time out. He knows what fucking. 
I'll guarantee you, man, you fucking name fucking 12 fucking rap guys. You fucking know nine of them. Right. So he brought the element of cool at one time. Uh, he's cool. I, I always like Shane. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was always, and he was always cool to me. I was always cool to him. And he was a good work. It wasn't like a Fredo situation. He he was he was there because he was good at what he did. Yeah, he was good in the ring. I enjoyed watching him when he when he wrestled. But I just don't know behind the scenes what yeah. impact he had. Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, he's a crazy motherfucker in the ring. Your time with your personal time with Vince. I was looking forward to this segment. I'll tell you why. Of all the people I'm listening to, a lot are pundits. A lot of people worked there at one time under Vince. You worked on top for Vince at a crazy time of popularity for the business. So you know an element of Vince that very few people could talk about. Steve can talk about it. Hulk obviously can talk about it. Sean could probably talk about it. But you can talk about being in the the Vince McMahon brain trust where he lets you into his head and he shares ideas and you get, I would assume get to share ideas with him. What's it like planning something with Vince? Is he listening more than he's talking? Can you go in with ideas from jump street or are you just modifying his? What's it like working with Vince in creative? One thing I always felt um, with Vince was, do you know when you have a conversation and you're pitching shit to somebody and you can look in their eyes and you can see whether they're paying attention and listening or if they're contemplating what the next thing they're going to say is. And mm. Vince was always one of those people that was, you could just tell that you had his, you had his uh, attention 100%. And when you were, when you would, would throw something at, and then I, I learned very quickly you know that he he would of course expect that the, the, like he didn't want to be cut off. You know he wanted, and it's just and he'll sit there and listen to you and go, "Well, yeah, that's why I think you're wrong," mm. and this is why here. I remember in WrestleMania twelve, uh, no eleven, Sean and I had a, a spot. And we said that Vince wanted to do something else, and we said, "I think we're gonna lose people there." It was like that fucking pullout spot with a referee, or whatever, and it just like. Sean was on top of me too long for that with no count. But he came back in, and we knew we were going to lose some people. And we went ahead and just planned on it and had a set spot for right after that to get the people back. And um, we, when we came back, you know, he just he pulled us aside. He said, yeah, I was, uh, you guys are right. Mm. So. What about uh, in negotiating? Were you, I mean, I know the click was a little... You were ball, ball busters sometimes with that, but. Well, we do at the time. I mean, you know, when, when they were a private company, I mean, there, there just wasn't a ton of money. Right. So we knew, we knew that, you know, what, what the, 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 there was a definitely going to be a limit, you know, and, but when they came at us with those big contracts, I just asked Vince to match it. I was, I was more than, I wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just said, you know, Kev, I can't. He said, even if I did, he said, you know, I said, I'd have to do it for Mark. I'd have to do it for Brett. I'd have to do it for Sean. He said, I just don't, we just can't function like that. And um, so. Right. You know. What What was Vince's weakness? 
Couldn't shut down. Couldn't shut it off. You all know? business all the time. All right. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just, it was, it was a couple times, you know, when he, when he lets his guard down, man, he's fucking, he's, he'll have some fun. You know, there's a couple of nights we'd have to go out and have, you know, steak. And, and, and back then he was a doer's guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, I'd, I'd drink a little scotch with him. But uh, as he got older, he switched to red wine. I was like, <laughs> that works. <laughs> so. And and uh, one of the boys? You know what? It, it, it's like everything else. It's just like, how, how did he treat you? And I'm like, treated me like gold. You know, but I was also the biggest motherfucker they had during the drug trials. Yeah, clean. that's true. And you were clean. Too. I was clean. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that, there's the only reason we're, I, that we're having this podcast with <laughs> click this podcast with Kevin Ash is because I'm a big fucking I'm a big raw bone fucking clean motherfucker. Mm. I was fucking six foot ten, three hundred seventeen pounds, and I could piss in a cup every fucking day of the week. Right. So, who had the best relationship in the click with Vince? Was it you? Yeah, because Sean had Sean had kind of a fucking neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> they were like fucking the honeymooners. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, they were. I just see Vince's face every time Sean. Came. Uh, oh, that's what Sean would kick the door, motherfucking. Yeah, I was never. You know, I just. I don't know. Who had the worst? Well, probably would you say Sean had the the most strained relationship? With- no, I I mean, um, Scott just um, never like he never pushed the you know pushed the relationship situation. You know, he just he called boss. You know, like he never you know. But when you're when you're the champion, you know, and you're up in New York and up in Sanford a lot and in the studio a lot, you're going to spend a lot of time with Vince and. You know, so mm-hmm. when you jumped to WCW, what did you hear from the other locker room about Vince? What was Vince's image in a WCW locker room? I would know because those motherfuckers didn't talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Eric did. Yeah, no, Eric. Yeah. You know, Eric was, uh, I remember one time I was talking to Eric, we we're in the back of a, a limo somewhere and we we're driving. And, uh, this is like kind of where it was, you know, in the, in the days, you know, mm-hmm. Hitler's bunker. And, um, I remember looking at Eric and I said, you know, I said, one of these days I said, you're going to go and you're going to go work for Vince. And you're going to see the fucking, I mean, it's like, I said, you know, we're a fucking television company that does wrestling. And this is Scott's quote. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this from Scott, but Scott used to always say this, that, you know, TNT Nitro was a, 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 actually a, a news slash television company that had wrestling. The WWE is a wrestling company that does wrestling. That's huge brilliant. difference. Brilliant. Huge difference. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you're going to see the machine that you were up against. And those 83 weeks are going to fucking, they're going to, they'll never sour in your mouth. 
of what you've accomplished. Because you're the only motherfucker on this planet that can fucking say, I beat Vince at his fucking game. And that's the truth. He's the only one. Did Eric respect the even even during the war and it got nasty? Did he respect Vince or did he have a genuine dislike for the enemy? Maybe just because he was the enemy. No, I think that that was I think that that kept Eric. Uh, you know, Eric's Eric's fucking number one enemy was the fucking other tower. You know, the fucking pricks at, 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 uh, at CNN. Yeah, TV, at TBS. At CBS, yeah. yeah, they wanted yeah, you know. Turner. You know, have some uh, fucking bullshit, for, you know, politically correct, get one fucking e- e- Emmy nod and spend 70000 or $70 million, and it would open up fucking first, the first time they show it to a fucking point six. You know, look at it spilled. Oh, boy. And if I can't wait for your asylum. Come on, Ted, you get out of the Civil War, motherfucker. Okay, so so Eric, the internal struggle is what Eric was preoccupied with. You're saying, yeah, he. I mean, there were some times. I mean, it was good TV where he fucking challenged Vets to a fight in Wooster yeah. and a couple other things. But I was just fucking. That was that was, it was Eric. Wor- just, it was working, was, and that was fucking. That's that's a that's a fucking that's that's the Detroit and Eric. You know, I mean, right. I, I, I I mean, there there there's so there there's so many similarities and so many differences between the two. But the similarities are they're both fucking dudes, you know. They you can tell both of them go fuck themselves, and they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of you know there's a lot of similarities in the two gentlemen. Mm. A lot of like I said, a lot of differences. All right, it accounts for their for Eric's having the uh, the strength to, yeah. to be the to be yeah. the one to be able to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Vern came close, but um, and every I, I only met Vern one time, and we WCW ran a show at the Felt Forum, and he was backstage, and I, I you know I, I I just knew him from from AWA, and I just said hi to him. What uh, was he doing there? Felt Forum in New I, York? Yeah, oh. we, we we ran a fucking show. Um, I don't know. I mean, Greg was, you know, Greg was working for, for WCW at the time. So he might have been there with Oh, the, okay. Because, that's right. Yeah, right. Greg, Greg was there. Was that the Bill Watts days? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so so let's just, in summation, I guess, uh, in, in the Vince segment here, uh, if it's possible to... If it's possible to erase the circumstances by which his tenure ended, what's your parting? What's your parting memory of Vince? Is it a personal one? Is it something he said to you? Is it a a particular WrestleMania? What would be indicative and encapsulizing of a Vince Mc, of what Vince McMahon was? I always say um, that anytime you 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 judge a man or or judge anything, but especially just to say we're, because we're talking about a, a man here, we judge Vince. How will history look at him? Mm. Uh, how how will how will history judge Vince McMahon? And I think that he'll be looked at with a very fucking favorable uh, review. I mean, did he have some in, you know? I'll just call him fuck-ups. Did he fuck up? Yeah. Is he perfect? No. You know, 
Is he from that madman era? Yeah. I mean, did, I don't in any way condone somebody using their power, but I just don't know the circumstances to these situations. And by nobody coming, like, it sure is funny how when Weinstein, like fucking, you could stop a girl on a microphone. And we're not seeing that with events. So to me, I have to think that there's there's a little bit more to maybe, you know, I don't know. Well, they signed the NDAs in exchange for the cash, so, so they can't. There's, there's a lot. Can't it's, talk. It's, so did so did the fucking uh, the, the the woman that were uh, that Trump paid off. Um, uh, what I'm blank. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, Stormy yeah she Daniels. fucking signed it. She signed a non-disclosure. Right. That. I guess the difference is if you fucking you sign a non-disclosure for 150k and you sign a non-disclosure for 7.5. I wouldn't want anyone knocking on my door to return that check. Yeah. No, I'd be like, fuck. What? No, I'm sorry. I've got a car wreck. Cushion. Right. And listen, if you're ever in a car wreck, Kev, it'd be a good thing if you had Car Shield. Let uh-huh. me tell you why, okay? Because it makes it easy. Nice fucking segue. Easy, and I was waiting for you, uh, easy and affordable uh, way for you to protect your car from expensive repairs. That's just for starters. Car Shield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. I'm going to read that again. That's no joke. Car Shield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S., and it offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plan covers more than parts um, and covers more parts than ever. Whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed, okay? When you need a repair, you choose your mechanic, okay? You go. Car Shield's administrators are going to handle the rest. You don't have to deal with paperwork headaches you're taking care of. Same goes if your car breaks down, you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through Car Shield include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. Car Shield administrators are there for you with rental car options, trip reimbursement, no extra cost to your policy. Get coverage today. You'll lock in your price now, and it never goes up. That means as long as you own the car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs to your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs, and they're going to do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. You got to type that podcast, though. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. All right, back with Click This. This is uh, this is time for you guys. We always promised uh, you equal time with Kev. And uh, the one thing Kevin said to me when I said, let's do this podcast, other than what time do I have to get up, was I want to interact with people. So here it is. Um, uh, Jeff Goodridge says, Brody Lee once said in a shoot interview that he spent an evening with you talking about the business. Do you remember this? And can you share any memories of the big rig? Yeah, it was, uh, God, I think we were in maybe Cleveland. We had actually uh, worked against each other. And uh, I think uh, it was the night before. I'm pretty sure it's the night before because he and I sat up, man, and drank about I'm not kidding you. We we drank close to forty beers apiece. Sun was coming up. We were still talking shit, and um, uh, every time I saw him, we always would bring that up. It was just like, "Fuck, we drank all the beer in Cincinnati." Or, yeah, I think we're pretty sure it was Cincinnati. We worked out, outside of 
underneath this fucking tent thing. It was, but because he was a good, he was a, he was a hell of a man. Did you talk? Did you talk business or just bullshit? yeah? We talked. We I mean, we talked everything, but we we just you know he, uh, you know, I was a, the old gray haired guy with the long you know I was, you know, I was Sam Elliott in the, in the in the diner with Patrick Swayze. Johnny Supreme, biggest strip club rookie mistake, biggest strip club pro tip. Rookie, rookie mistake. Rookie mistake is tipping $1 bills. <laughs> but if I mean, it's that, many $1, what if it's a stack of $1 bills that you insert? Ah, fuck no. that. No. And then she's got to go... She got to go. She got to go back. Fucking go to the bar. Fucking change that out for twenty, so she can put it on her fucking garter and put a rubber band around it. It's like give her a fucking twenty. Right. You walk up to fucking. It, it, I worked in strip clubs for so long. I, I could have wrote a fucking a, a doctrine on a person's uh, self worth on <laughs> who they fucking came in and tipped. Like the guy with no teeth would pick the girl with the fucking derby. You know, skinny legs with a fat gut. You know, the guy that fucking, you know, in the Armani suit would, would you know, would pick like we had a girl named Courtney. And that was the, that was the one on, on, on Saturday nights, you know. Like Courtney would be like, yeah, be like, hey, could you get her on my table? I'd be like, fuck. Sorry, man. <laughs> Not tonight. She's got, she got fucking 8,000 dances going. What but, were uh, the, uh, so this is interesting. So, um, what was the most common as a bouncer? The most common issue you had was a guy's getting too handsy. Yeah, it's guys touching the girls. Right. Yeah. All night long, right? You just tossing people on, or I guess you yeah. have to warn them and then you. you no, toss fuck them. that. No. Oh, you just toss them. When these girls are tipping you out, fucking minimum of five bucks. I'm working. On, I'm working solo. I ain't got time to fucking negotiate. I'm grabbing you by the fucking back of your neck and the fucking your belt, and I'm fucking taking you through the doors head first. This is before that fucking shit where. You, Remember one time I t took some guy outside and the guy fucking turned around and got in a karate stance. I took a st step over and hit him with an open hand slap. He fucking, his head went back and there was cobblestone in front of the cheetah. The pool of blood started and I told his buddies, I said, get that motherfucker off my lot. I don't want him bleeding. There was a line of fucking round the corner to get in. You could see people get, get in the line like, fuck that. Like, nah. But yeah, that was a... It's a good it thing worked. to show them on the way in, though, so that everyone's yeah, don't well fucking, behaved. Yeah, don't exactly. touch. Who the fuck? You know, girls are dancing nude on top of the table in front of you. You know, and it's and right. it's lit like this is from underneath. Right. So I mean, you don't really need to fucking you know, don't need to touch anything. Taylor wants to know uh, what was your worst payday in your wrestling career? What was your best? Worst. Mm. Was it the doll with the hair? The worst. The worst payday was um, when we used to do TV. It, it, when it was the WWF. Oh right, that's you true. You get seventy five fucking dollars. They did pick up your room and they did pick up your rental car, and you were exclusively doing TV in the Northeast because they were doing you a favor for giving you the exposure. Yeah. I can't believe they never changed. I know that's how, it, like in the seventies, in Allentown, Dominic Danucci would get a seventy. I can't believe they still did that into the nineties. And instead of catering, they'd have fucking a couple of loaves of bread, some cold cuts of cheese, some mustard. Make yourself a sandwich. 
And you're there for uh, three tapings and Dark promos. Matches. Was it promos too? Oh fuck yeah! Market <laughs> specifics. Fuck. <laughs> Five uh, weeks out. Four weeks out. Tonight, Wilkes-Barre. Your best payday. Had to be a pay per view WrestleMania. And what's that mean? Two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. For the event, for the night. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, listen. That's a different tax bracket. Noso Grande uh, is saying um, if you could be cast in a remake of the TV show MASH, which character would you play? Also, do you still keep in contact with anyone you were in the army with? Alan Alda, and uh, no, I'm not in contact with anybody I was in the army with. First, last week you're Thor, this week you're, you're Hawkeye. James Prentice, the finger poke of doom. How do you feel about it? How did you feel about it going into it? How do you feel about it now? A lot of people have talked shit about it over the years, but I always thought it was a brilliant swerve as people are still are still talking about it today. You know, and, and I, you know, I, in retrospect, it probably would have been better had I not been the champion. That way I could have let Brian Clark beat me in Grand Rapids. <laughs> Rath. Rath and Goldberg could have went off and had that that barn burner, and I could have just walked out and fought um, Hulk on just the, uh, the premise that I was tired of, of the red versus the white never having that, 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 that battle. So... Very good. Uh, David you know Barrett. What, you know what? The, in, in all honesty, though, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know why people fucking hate that? The, the finger poke of doom? Because it, it, it got them all. All the smarts, they all sat there. They fucking they went, oh, what? And on top of that, they went, fucking Nash can flat back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right, motherfucker. I had one in my tank. David Barrett, loving the podcast, gents. Uh, ask, uh, ask my ask Nash for this week with Vince retiring. Do you think that Triple H will be put in charge of creative a show? What what direction do you think Paul will steer it? Well, I obviously put this question in before it happened today, um, David. But the uh, you got your answer earlier. Oh, by the way, everyone, it's hashtag Ask Nash if you want to be part of next week's hashtag Ask Nash. Evil Beave thirty two. Uh, does Kevin agree with the theory that the Rock Me Tonight video destroyed Billy Squire's career? That's the question of the week. Do you remember that? It was so, you know, Billy Squire was on a trajectory. He had those hits. He had the stroke. He had in the I heard dark. that. I heard that stroke so many times in strip clubs. Yeah, I bet. That, that fucking killed him in my eyes. Steve, see if you can get that video up. He did a video for a song called Rock Me Tonight. They put him in rather feminine and flamboyant clothing, and I th- I believe this video was directed by maybe Jellybean Benitez, a, a choreographer. So they had him doing this choreography throughout the video, and they say that this single-handedly on MTV killed his career. If we, uh, this will probably get us flagged, but if you could do anything to it. to uh, Billy Squire was a, he was pretty... Pretty neutral rock guy. And uh, here it is, the soft 80s lighting. It's a good cut, too. And uh, j- jump me ahead a little bit here. I don't need to see his nipples waking up. 
And here we go. Look at some of this. Look at some of this action. This is Billy fucking Squire, the stroke. Look at this. And out of the context of the music, it's even more ridiculous. Folks, this is more incentive if you're listening to us to look at this. To to get this to get this on YouTube so you can watch the end, the suicide of Billy Squire, rocker Billy Squire's career right here. If you would have told me that this was fucking an early Richard Simmons. <laughs> Absolutely. I would have fucking went, yeah. Absolutely. This R- is sweating to the oldies. Richard Simmons' ugly brother. Yeah, man. So this was it. Yeah. Yeah, this was his finger poker to him. Guys, what more to say? What more to say? We've covered it all. We've been around the world. Um, and that means that uh, that I should remind you that for this week, Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media. Can, I, can, I, can I say one, one thing before we wrap? You can say anything you want. This is your fucking show. I didn't get a chance to say this, and I just wanted to say uh, to Vince McMahon personally that um, right now I'm uh, – sitting in my oceanfront uh, podcast studio and my son and I will drive 1.6 miles down the beach to our ocean, uh, our oceanfront home. And, um, without you believing in me, I would have none of this. Uh, my family would not have, uh, there's no NWO with no diesel. And so I just wanted to personally say thank you. And uh, thank you for what you've done for our, our industry. And I don't know what the fuck you're going to do, man, but uh, if you ever want to drink some fucking uh, red wine, I'll pick you up at the Bronco. You got to just fly your shit. Fly that private shit down to Daytona Beach. I can pick you up at the Bronco. Go smoke a cigar and have some have some fucking wine. Yeah, and, and that, that, that that would also include uh, doing a podcast appearance uh, with us. Okay. It's very, very, very good. Very, very. You know you're a heat seeker, right? Because you could have texted him that, but you did this on air. Well, I did text know, him. I texted him and I called him. You know it's going to get you heat. You're brilliant. Yeah, because you know what? You're fucking, <laughs> you, you, you want that. You, you want everybody to fucking, you know what? Yes, I'm a lucky motherfucker. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm sorry. I'm fucking, uh, I'm Bannon. Okay? Steve Bannon? Fuck, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm too stupid to even take the fifth. I just fucking, I'm going to jail. <laughs> Producer Steve have, I don't know that fucking, know that fucking big, whatever the fuck. Please There's go get a that. Lot. Yeah, get that thing fucking checked, would you? There's a lot of action on that face. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Steve Kaufman helped us with the production graphics. Dominic D'Angelo title sequence forthcoming. By Wesley Burlinson, theme song Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, do you want to do another one? Only if you if could we change do one thing about your home, what would it be? About a, bunk house a new match. kitchen, a new master bath, come as you are, come as Billy What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, SaveWithConrad.com.